Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. Thursday, January, I have to look at my phone, 27th. I should know what day it is because it was my daughter's birthday yesterday. Bad moms. Bad moms. Hello, Gail. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm peachy. I know. Super like, peachy. last episode was so down. I know sounding. this one's up. I woke up this Even morning. Even though it should have been an uplifting video, it didn't seem like one. But it was a dreary time. <laughs> It was a dreary day that day, too. It was a dreary day. It was a dreary time. And we're just, you know, figuring out um, how CBD affects both of us. Yes, and I am not good with that. And it makes me a certain way, but it makes seems like it makes you the opposite way. Yeah, I get very introverted. And yeah, because it's that I think it was an indica blend, maybe. Don't blame it on the strain. Yeah, okay, whatever. Anyway, (laughs) they do different things, and I react differently to different stimuli like anyone else. So that's why I don't dig, um, you know, that's why you don't see me like wanting Xanax and all kinds of stuff like that. I just don't, ugh, it just really, I've just seen what it does to people, and I've just never been a fan. I had Zoloft my last pregnancy yeah because uh, i had postpartum i had i had two kids and then a baby so it was yeah just the postpartum was real and it was so off and i hated it because i just felt numb i just felt like it wasn't living at all so i've never really taken any of those things that's why the all natural works for me yeah. and the sooner you people get on the boat well, I'm tired of being an outlaw about it, you know? I'm oh, we've had this of... discussion before. We are not outlaws. You cannot be outlaws for something that is natural in its well, state, God and it's just... It, that's right. Know? God don't make no mistakes. He doesn't. I mean, he made poppy plants, too. So, uh, right. it's all well, the... That it's, has its use somewhere, it's, doesn't it? It's always funny when... Correct. It's the imitation of what was made that's the problem mm-hmm. you know and then the copies of the copy it's like i'm in a version of that uh michael keaton movie what was the multiplicity where that was he cloned, a terrible movie where he cloned himself and then cloned himself again and again it was hilarious <laughs> i think family guy did an episode on that too that stewie had cloned himself but as a dumber version of Stewie just to do all the mundane work and such and then that just went Michael Keaton style well Um, I mean I get it but the premise was fabulous and a lot of jokes in there were really good if you watched it again being older you would be like "Uh maybe yeah I think yeah it's funny at what we'd like as a teenager 
what's similar and then what's changes so much you know we forget that we can grow and change our minds which makes me think of euphoria are you watching euphoria you got me girl you know i'm watching euphoria tonight's a new episode right no Uh, tonight's oh my gosh tonight yeah tonight Tonight is, is and just like that which holy cow what are they doing are do we get that bad I think we should talk about these two shows. It may take us more than this. So let's talk about this for a minute. This podcast to get both of them down. Back in Sex and the City days. Now, I love Sex and the City, but those ladies were five to six years older than I was. So there was, to me, there was just a slight little generation. Yeah, they were my age. Gap. Right. So legit, I'm feeling all kinds of feelings about this show, but I also am like, what are they doing to these characters? And is it possible to flip as much as they are? You know, like, well, they think that these writers think that people forget, you know, the original show and the, you know, we're all so fucking old that we've forgotten the writers. Cynthia Nixon, if you look at the, this is what is wild, and by no means, I am no one, I am but a viewer, and I've never been like a hardcore fan. I Yes, I've seen all the episodes, but I have not seen the movies. I may have saw, saw the, the first, first one. movie. Yeah. Is that where they went to Miami? Or was Maybe. that in the show? No, they went to Miami in the show. She broke up with the boyfriend or was with the younger guy in the movie, right? Mm -hmm. And then got rid of him. But was that that in the TV show or the movie? Maybe I haven't seen any of the movies. You know, I I don't don't remember. remember. So I (laughs) I know the second one they went overseas. Because I should have looked. Okay. Hold on. I saw a movie because that's where she gets married to Big, right? Doesn't he come get her from Paris? Or is that at the end of the series? No, that's the end of the series. <sighs> you're going to have to watch it again. Okay, so Miranda's character development. I see where you're coming with that. But the way that they're just dismissing. Okay, so they killed off Big yes. so that Carrie well, could. They did that because Big became problematic in his uh the actor became problematic. Yes, the actor was problematic, so therefore they had to kill him. That's why they were like, Carrie could have saved Big, and I think that they were they had heard about what happened and was like, okay, you gotta go. You're dying. <laughs> and then they gave the pause, like, in filming everything, they were like, okay, we're gonna film two versions. Yeah, just so in you, case. So you take a pause in case there's no validity to this, mm-hmm. like, because anything can happen. I mean... I thought he was a cool guy for a long time. I don't know. I just anyway, it was what he was. It's really just them together. He was openly in a biracial marriage when it wasn't cool. You know, way back on Law and Order days. You know, he was Law and Order dude. Oh, so it's okay. Sucks. Are you talking about like, Big or are you talking about Chris Noth? Chris Noth is okay. a person. I'm disappointed that his behavior was what it was. So I'm sure that they were like, let's check it out and see if it's for real or not, and then. Must have been, because ding dong dang. So that I think that's what the pause was when they were talking about, well, Carrie making her an even more problematic person to sit there, and he's alive, and you're not well, trying to do anything to save him. I kind of think them. that Carrie needed a little tragedy in order to humble herself. Uh, because Big is just an accessory. 
You know what I mean? Like to her, you think? Yeah, yeah. I think she he was the love of her life, as how they wrote it in the show. I think for him, she, she may have been an accessory, and then became, you know. How would the show differ now if they kept Big alive? See, I mean, you gotta, you gotta get rid of Big in order for Carrie to flourish, to go back to being Carrie. You think yeah. she got absorbed as Big's wife? Yes. Whereas that Charlotte's role, I do like seeing Charlotte being full on PTA. You know, you just knew that Charlotte <laughs> is true. She also is one of the writers. That's why I don't mm-hmm. understand. But I get Miranda is trying to be truer to herself. Would this go around as yeah, well? I remember Miranda being the type of person that would. I mean, Cynthia Nixon go the to the source and work this out and not be so secretive Actor. are we about not stuff? calling people are we just calling them actors now everyone yeah okay yeah it just, just makes things like easier. comedian i always hated when they would comedian 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 it's the same fucking word just yeah they wanted to pronounce why it. why genderfy it at all you know yeah you're doing really. the same thing you're acting so yeah just getting up there yeah. anyway so you thespian. <laughs> I think we should go back to that. Let's do it. Let's start the trend. <laughs> nobody, nobody will follow us now. <laughs> it's time to scooch aside a little bit. Do your own thing and do it well. I'm going to be Batty Winkle. So Dolly maybe Batty Miranda Winkle. just hasn't had really good sex. Maybe. You know. Um, well, I mean, Steve put it just like it was. He, yes. he, she was always, he was always a consolation, a have to for her. She got pregnant mm-hmm. and I know she chose to keep the baby, but he definitely wanted her to keep the baby. So, and he was like, I'm going to be an involved father. And he was, mm-hmm. you know, so what's interesting though, is their kid being kind of a shit is, uh, <laughs> you know i don't know if he is a shit or no not a he's shit. a shit see i feel like he's a shit he's a shit but he's he's a product of his environment correct is be you know not that dynamic yeah of uh existing or whatever and i don't know why she gave up her career to because that just seems very unlike miranda for me yeah, they put some, yeah, she said some crazy sh- stuff about white guilt. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> the whole thing is very, very cringy to me. Some of it when, is. Yeah, yeah, when she when she gets on her tirades and stuff. And, and when she, at, what, and I don't know if that was to painfully show how that show lacked ethnic, eth- diversity. Yeah. You know? Like they didn't have any, there was no, um, we may be talking about two different things. I think there's two different things here. There is the race thing. Yes. With Miranda, but there's also the sex thing with Miranda. And the sex thing too is very with, with, um, is it Chai? Chay? Shay. Shay. Chay. 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 Who I find very attractive. Yeah. Now they have that let Johnny me tell you, Deep, yeah, <laughs> charisma. Yes, yeah, 
Jen Snyder. So why do I? Why Jen Snyder is why? Another one. Yes, Jen Snyder is also has such charisma. But I don't want to be that cringy, creepy person that's like, oh yeah, you know, if I was into you, I'd be into you. You know, that's so <laughs> gross. <laughs> you know, it's so gross and cringy. But you know. I find a lot of gay men, just like you've said often, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of gay men super duper attractive that, you know, I am, I don't know. I am attracted to, I, to all kinds of people, all kinds of people, but I find that I am mainly attracted men. to the confidence in oneself that they have. And when I see that character, Che, and they finally figured out, you know, who they are, where they want to go, what they want to do. I like the confidence in that because then it alludes, it, it not alludes, but it seeps into the sexual attraction and the sexual, I don't know. I like, I like people who are dominant, of course. Yes. So, and I get that very, very dominant air from them. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. I know it's weird because I'm just saying that Miranda not... may have had those feelings as well, you know. But you know, never really had a really good orgasm, which is to me is very surprising. Because going back and watching Sex in the City, you know she's had some good orgasms. You know she's had some good sex somewhere. Oh, oh my gosh! If you just tried half the things Samantha talked about. That's You'd another thing too. And they freaking shame her for or shaming Charlotte. Miranda shaming Charlotte for still blowing Harry after so many years of marriage and actually enjoying it. You think that she was shaming her or just very surprised about it? Like I think I felt that maybe she maybe was both. She was just like Oh my gosh, you know, really? And she's like, yeah, really. Because I think Samantha Charlotte. Been very, very proud of Charlotte. Because. That's not what I'm saying. Yes. Well, I think also for sure. But Charlotte was. Charlotte has always known what she wanted, how it was going to work out, which I find is interesting about her children being completely different personalities than she ever expected them to be, you know? And, uh,. Anyway, she, um, I think she's going to grow quite a lot, which is awesome. And I think she has, but I think she actually married her true. Yeah. I love Harry. I've always loved Harry since the beginning, since, since he, yeah. And she has the entire, ooh, Harry, uh, yeah, Harry was great in, just not in the package she was looking for. So I really identify with that mm-hmm. because of yeah my guy. <laughs> so I I know I joke a lot about him and always say that he you know and but Harry is still hot. Yeah, Harry's hot. Yeah, you know. And I don't was, know if that was, was a prosthetic Harry. that was floating around there. It would be nice, and it probably was a prosthetic because you know I don't know. I don't know, but if it's not. Good for you, Harry. Right. Good for you, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I kind of, I kind of like, 
I just like that because he's gentle and understanding and then they have like this great sex life and they never expected it. Because for Miranda and Steve in the beginning, they had a really good sex life. But then, you know, he did, he cheated on her. Right. And I think just from then on out for her, it's just been like... It's always been a trust issue. Yeah. And, and settling. And I'm settling. Yeah. Because and he's, uh, there's something to be said, though, for a man who has stayed and has raised his child and has done his part... Well, yeah, has you know has provided for the family and such yeah he took it like whatever i i deserved whatever she gives me because i did this bad thing and you know if he had forgiven himself a little bit for it he might have been like hey what but i think he really loves do you feel like men at that age though um, and with their health with their he- <laughs> <laughs> with some of their health declining because Steve has issues with hearing, yeah. Which you know, there, there's plenty of people out there who have overcome that oh, disability. Yeah. My ex-husband couldn't hear yeah. in his right ear, so I would always sit on his right side. That's how we stayed. But married they're riding him like, like he's 86 years old. You know, they're not riding him as a 55 year old man who is right. still quite virile. Yes. You know, it's like what? Well, Here, I think. I think What's that's that little thing that they use. To what they're trying to do is exaggerate that he got old. There are a lot of people that this is old. I mean, you know, when I was young, I thought this age was elderly. You know, my mom had gray hair and, you know, sickly and she passed away at 61. So I look at pictures of her and I'm like, geez. I have a different view of that. And the though, Golden Girls. My mom died at fifty-five, and still, you know, to me, she looked very old, but her body, you know, looked old because she had accelerated illness within yes. there. But in when she was fifty, let's say, I didn't think that was old because. To me, well, she didn't look old. Your you know? mom continued to color her hair and all that stuff. And yeah, my dad was to... 20 years older than my mom. And he wanted my mom to have gray hair. So they didn't. And she had beautiful, naturally white hair. It was pretty. She looked like B. Arthur from the Golden Girls. Acted like Maud. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't like the way they're writing Steve. And uh, apparently a lot of other people don't either. But, yeah. I mean, you got to think these girls now it is it should be almost a revamp Golden Girls. That's Sex in the City would have been the Golden Girls young. And I have not watched tonight's episode, but I think that Miranda's world is going to come crashing down upon her cuz now she's had she's like, "Oh, I've told Steve now we're going to get this divorce. I'm going to go live magically, you know, happily ever after with Che." And Che is going to be like, "Nope. Nope. No." No, (laughs) I don't think that they're quote unquote in love. Well, no, she, I mean, but she was, she seemed happy that, but I think she's not going to be happy that she just surprises her on tour, you know? Oh, I think it's definitely going to get, there's definitely going to be a scene. There'll be somebody in Cleveland. And Miranda's going to have her whole world crush around her. Would you be like, I gave all this up for this, and 
now you're cheating on me uh i don't know Mm. you might have to go back and watch the last episode i know i saw i saw her get in the car i didn't see but i didn't see the end maybe did she not was she not on her way there and then no she was on her way there but Che and Miranda are not in love. They've only been like fucking for three weeks. Well, I know, but they told each other they loved each other before she went and told Harry. I mean, Steve. not Harry, Steve. Yeah. I know. I yeah. forgot. I'm terrible with names. Yeah. So bad with names. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. I try so hard to get better, but I'll remember Harry, mm-hmm. who's bald. Who's bald? That's all I'll remember Harry. <laughs> And a big dick. <laughs> big dick. Harry. Here you go. That's how Harry you're going to remember. Dick. Yeah. That's a hairy big dick. <laughs> Did he I'm know? waiting for Aiden to make a return. Uh, he would hate her even more now. Mm. I don't know. Maybe not because now she's really wealthy on top of everything. What does wealth have anything to do with it? With him and her. Mm-hmm. Because he's probably wealthy, too. You know, he had... The he's probably furniture. got a very, very successful furniture business. Yeah, definitely. I'm say with they're on, the, on an even playing field. What he probably wouldn't like, though, is the... Or what he didn't care for before was just the lying and the the cheating part of it. Um, she doesn't have that now. You know, like you said, people change; they evolve. Mm-hmm. Care, I do see Carrie's character. Did they evolve? They were bringing him in. No, I'm just waiting for it. Oh. I don't know. What's he look like now? He's probably still hot. I don't even remember his name. It was John something? Yeah. What is his name? I have to look up Bo Derek and then I'll figure out his John name. Corbett. Yeah, that's it. My big fat Greek wedding too as well. Well he's still good looking. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. They bring that Aiden back with that full on beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure they're in talks right now. <laughs> They've already shot it. It's gonna be the the season finale. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. He I just was the know. Jason Momoa of our time. <laughs> John Corbett, relationship wise, yeah, like he, you know, Bo Derek was is quite a bit older than he, like Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa, and mm-hmm. he saw he was a big fan of Bo before. Yeah, and they're together now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I always thought she was cool, too, back in the day. Nobody ever talks about her anymore. She must be conservative. (laughs) Is that the thing? Conservative and they they cancel your culture? What do you think about all the Carhartt stuff? (laughs) It's hilarious. Like, who else buys it? (laughs) It's so funny. So funny. It is hilarious. If you, if anybody... You know, wants to get rid of their Carhartt, please send it my way. Gosh, it's so, yeah. Please, because it's a lot of money. It's it's the only t shirts that get my husband through his job. 
Yeah, very well. Made without stuff. falling apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you I'm can't give it up, Carhartt. What kind of crazy? It's <laughs> crazy. All of it is crazy. I do have a friend that I had saw their Facebook post and when this first Carhartt thing started coming out. And uh, they're like, well, who are we going to buy from now? <laughs> and I was just like, really? Really? You? Really? I was a little disappointed in it. Because I'm like, people say stuff about freedom and what it means to be free and such. And what... It, it means for a private business to be able to do whatever they want to do and to make it up and not have the government regulate them. So they put something in place that eh, I guess is controversial for people and other people lose their goddamn minds over it. Well, and start burning their car heart. Yes. I just, I don't understand it. I wish somebody could help me understand. Well, if you don't, then again, I don't care that much about it. Right? Are you done? I'm done caring. Yeah. It's time to <laughs> let younger people. Let the younger people yeah. worry about it. Sure. Why not? That's what they say every other time. We don't care what they have to pay or go through or, you know, just let's. Let's let the government all take care of it all. That'll work out great. They're always so trustworthy. <laughs> you know, they, they're great. It's, I tell you what, let's well, also give, you know, the most addictive personality person in our family, you know, uh, all the bank account numbers or whatever. What in the world are you talking about? <laughs> The accountability of the government is about like giving your crackhead brother all the I don't have a crackhead brother I'm just saying giving a crackhead brother all of the account numbers to the family fortune you got to a place but you like skipped a couple of parts my brain was going too fast for my mouth gonna get her heart broke Miranda's gonna get her heart broke Mm-hmm. I do love too that how Charlotte is coming out because Charlotte's a lot like me as a mother. I just want to know the reason why, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's it's fine when you do what you do, but just tell me why, just for my benefit, you know. And that's what I see Charlotte. She's just very very inquisitive, and all she wants to do is ensure that her children have the best life possible. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I think she had a lot of hopes and dreams for her children. Uh, well, her hopes and dreams are not her children's hopes correct. and dreams. So That's I think that I think she's, she's learning, correct. you know, how to adapt to that. To Like seeing that her children's dreams should be her dreams. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. I love her whole... Her storyline, I think, is true to Charlotte. Now, one thing that I did agree with was their um, disgust for the school just automatically calling the child what name they wanted to be called without talking to the parents about it first. Yeah, being mad at that, annoyed. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because, I mean... 
they were blindsided by this yeah. fact about your child. And people sometimes think you should automatically see these things in your chi- children. Some people are like, how could you not know? But when it's the familiarity of the child, you've known them. Well, I do see a lot of parents, though, that see that stuff, but then life. they then they kind of push it to the back of their mind thinking, oh, if I ignore it's it, the behavior. Yeah. It, it, they right. change. They it's go hard for things, a parent to grow to decipher what's a phase yes. and what's you know what's going to be reality. Yeah. Well. What? Yeah. Especially <laughs> if you are the kind of parent that's trying to give your kid room to figure out who they are. Some mm. some parents very much regiment their kids' schedules and what they're doing and where they're going mm-hmm. all of that i i have i have friends and mm. some of them don't do enough you know and uh so but looking back at it now now that i've raised mine and my youngest is 20 and i've seen i've oh, grown up with those kids the mistakes <laughs> i see the mistakes that i've made i see the mistakes that i've others have made but when those when my friend's children turn out to be well let's say more successful than mine in whatever field could that be the reason why they are successful did i not push my children enough there do you see what i'm saying oh i definitely see what you're saying yeah it's very i mean um, you should not compare your children to others but looking back on it now and looking um, you know I'll, I've got a friend in mine and her schedule was very very regimented the children had you know they had this much phone time they had this this and this I had to go to church every week blah, blah, blah. and their children turned out to be very very successful well so, the whole entire family may have lived that mindset so that's a thing it's it's more of a mindset of going after what you want, getting what you want, having the schedule. Um, for them to be successful, they also balance that with making sure the kids were probably doing the activities that they wanted to do and excelled at. And so because they were excelling at it, they were constantly rewarded. So it's a whole other type of dopamine, you know, whereas if... I think it's very hard when you've grown up in chaotic households to get that extra push for that type of schedule. More than likely, that person, you know, just like having military background, and I know you had military background, but that might have been when you... I've never had military background. Not you, but didn't you... Were they people you were with was your husband consistently in the military or was it just briefly no i've never i've never been married oh. to a military I don't man know why i thought that maybe i'm just i'm just a military whore i like oh. the uniform and i like military men well and, and, <laughs> and there was at one time i had relationships with military men but i've never been married to one but I've seen, uh, well, some houses just run like on a schedule type of thing that people are very good at blocking out 
that schedule. My friends, all of my friends that were military wives, that's how their houses mm-hmm. ran. And so, yes, all of them are very successful. They um, usually also generated, they came from more successful, motivated then again, family members, too. I have to think about... But it's never the, the other whole side, entire family. Either. The other side of it, which is, yeah, those children may be successful, but what kind of other problems do they have? Do they have drug problems? Do they have, you know, mental health problems? There, well, there's other things. Also, what's your idea of success? I mean, you know, some people's idea of success is raising self-sufficient human beings that are good decent humans and kick you out of the nest and go make it on your way and then you know just whatever is your idea of success is really what makes a difference i'm sorry i'm just kind of like i feel like an amway commercial now (laughs) not sponsored (laughs) what's your idea of success what do you see your future how do you see your future (laughs) What, how, what dimension? I'm mesmerized by your... By my makeup? And your earrings. My... I was feeling big dick energy today. For real. So, yeah. I love mm-hmm. them. I'm going to have to make a dick butt. <laughs> what is a dick butt? I'll have to draw you one. <laughs> <laughs> Now that, I mean, I have an idea now for a burn stuff. Speaking of dicks and nudity, I have my, like, second uh, consent violation on TikTok for nothing. For nothing. For nudity. Somebody's, you're getting too big for your britches. I guess so. Hey, old person, you can't have that many (laughs) likes. And it was the, um, it was the trend called The Photo and I'm not sure what the photo means. Um, I can kind of guess at it. But from what I can tell from other people's TikToks, the photo is the one that you feel like you look the most attractive in. Yeah, or it's like, like your it's thirst trap. Photo. It's the photo. So there was <laughs> So I thought mine was funny because I had put one of Colin in there as the old man, which... My makeup looked great that night. I love that photo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would fuck me in that photo. <laughs> but the nudity one came of just one of me in, you know, just one of my photo shoots at home in lingerie. I'm completely covered. Completely. And that one got pegged for nudity. Oh, wow. So, what do you do when that happens? You go post it on Instagram. <laughs> Did you? Yes, I when did. did you post it. It's been a while. I have not been. <laughs> it's probably been attention. within the last week or so. I've been terrible at social media. I've been like a robot. Uh, some weeks I just really into it, and then some weeks I just don't care. It's just not a big thing in my life, and I hate that it's such. It has to be such a big thing in everybody's lives. I don't know if you listen to that Spotify uh, episode that I sent you, that Joe Rogan episode with uh, Dr. Robert Epstein. 
And Robert Epstein is an author, professor, and senior research psychologist at the American Institute of Behavioral Research and Technology, a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization that offers data regarding the power of Google and other big tech companies to censor dissenting opinions online and sway the outcome of elections. Yes. Now, how that ties in is... Oh, well, you know, the Internet's the same medium as TV. Um, This show that we've just been talking about for the past 30 minutes, you know, evokes emotion Mm -hmm. in us and we can um, we can find ourselves in those characters as well. Right. So Um, how do you feel about that information? (laughs) Which which information? What the guy is saying about the. Swing about Google and, and big tech and yeah some some people on this show <laughs> talk about it all the time so much so where I seem crazy but how weird that that conspiracy like yes they've been we, doing this nobody's ever said to you no that doesn't happen <laughs> no no, what they I get do. what I get is because our technology hears us talking about this. Mm-hmm. I will get targeted news articles. To yeah, and he discussed that in the. If you have an Android phone, which Android is the worst. If you have a Google phone, which I do, so it's listening all the time. That's why I'm getting the Illuminati stuff on Instagram. That's why I'm getting <laughs> Illuminati follow. I'm serious. I've sent you that. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, look, another Illuminati has followed me. Yeah. (laughs) An Illuminati (laughs) bot from Russia. (laughs) It's a mess, and we're really in too deep to to try to fix it. For you and I, as just little individual, you know, just, oh, we got this little podcast with about a hundred listeners um that's awesome you know we're not going to change the world we're not going to make any movements no you know yeah that's for the young all we can do is it yeah all we can do is sit here and bitch about it we're old we're steve old (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) we can't what (laughs) we can't do anything We'd sit and talk about all the shit we would do, but we can't. <laughs> That's what we can do. That's why I'm like, hey, let me entertain so, you. So we're just going to, we we literally are just going to. You know what's hilarious about this episode is you started off talking about euphoria and yeah. then it went right into sex in the city. <laughs> but I thought that it needed to be addressed before we go back in time. We're going to start out and go backwards. Oh, and talk about euphoria? Yeah, because there are parallels. I mean, you know. So who are you in euphoria? I'm a mix of several different people. But I don't know how I'm looking at it. Like in my my brain, I'm like, oh my God, I've been each one of these characters in an evolution of myself (laughs) throughout (laughs) my life. I've been a lot of different people all rolled into one. I, um, you know, strongly identify with Rue for a lot of stuff, you know, as well as um, 
I'm terrible at names. Kitty cat. Who's cat. cat. I guess that that's too. Easy. Yeah. Catherine. I know that she very much. I saw you completely yeah. in her. Yeah. That would be like for a different. And I cannot say that if, if I had the knowledge and if I had the internet Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, I would, yeah, I would have totally have been cat. I had always said before that if I had chosen the path that I really, really wanted to choose, mm-hmm. that I would have been an award-winning porn director. See, I mean, behaviorally, even some of Jules' behavior, you know, mm-hmm. like I've done some reckless things, but see, Rue kind of does all the reckless things, but... um just you know it's wild being a little bit of everybody also nate's secret girlfriend i've been that character as well cassie yeah yes but in uh cassie who's only been whose only value it looks like is just in her looks i mean that's what everybody tells her is everybody and they don't tell her I'm, i'm not saying that they tell her directly but it, they just show her that every time Cassidy's whole personality is just her looks. And then Lexi is the sister who's not as pretty as Cassie. So therefore she has to be better in other ways. So she's very, very intelligent and very book oriented yeah. and very smart. And I cannot wait to see how this play turns out that she's <laughs> writing. And I'm then gonna... Nate's girlfriend who's up front who's oh maddie the, maddie okay you i got you with the names See, thank okay. you i'll All just right. have to tell you each. thank you but each entity and it was not you know it was just filtering through you know i do not know that much about hispanic families but that maddie looks very on brand um for a girl that's that's very very spoiled very very beautiful and always told that she was wonderful but she was a dancer too wasn't she and they all just kind of cut that off when her mom found out that there was a pedophile in another a whole nother state had nothing to do with maddie and then she goes oh you can't dance anymore or no i'm sorry it was pageants i know people are screaming with to me out there it's pageants pageants (laughs) yeah yes so she probably yeah she probably could have been miss universe and now she's chasing whatever that is yeah it's the relationship with nate and giving up things that she wanted to do to you know uh, be more virtuous like molding herself into what nate wants okay i want to ask you this Take your mind back to high school. That's what I'm saying. I really yeah. with Did you have a boyfriend in high school? Did you have several boyfriends or did you have just like one boyfriend that you, let's say for a year, two years? Because in high school, that's that seems like an eternity in a, in a relationship. Yes, I had. Uh, they were always older than I was. At least by a couple of years. So it was either seniors or had just graduated high school. Right. Was it 
was there one that was long term that you just like were mm-hmm. completely and totally in love with? Yes. But you knew that it was extremely toxic. Yes. Yes. Extremely toxic. Mm-hmm. And Actually, that's what I can I relate to. Vegan in a I used to <laughs> it it would be like this. This is like if we had a profile like those honest back in the day. It would be like this would be my ad of what I'm looking for. Even though I wasn't, but this is what I was putting out. Are you unusually aggressive? Do you have a rap sheet as tall as you are, as long as you are tall? You know? Will you promise to abuse me on the regular? This I'm the girl for you. Because I was just a narcissist beacon for the broken really like the home for the wayward yeah i saw the i saw the beauty in all of the beast and it was ugh. well i was cat <laughs> so i didn't have you know i i did not become this devastatingly beautiful until much later in life so i was kind of girl kind of i'll take what i can get <laughs> I look like Danny Bonaducci <laughs> for the longest time. What are you even talking about? <laughs> but I did have one boyfriend that I absolutely loved and adored and um good guy. I mean, we were just toxic for each other and uh still a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. See him on Facebook, still a good guy on there. But I see a lot of parallels with the with the Nate and Maddie relationship. Not that much though because what I've noticed about um what I've noticed about Nate and we can get into all that but he only fucks girls from behind right because he doesn't want to because he doesn't I mean we can get into the whole his dad thing and what he knows about his dad and everything but it's to me like he doesn't value the person at all it's just a whole yeah, he's yeah. literally objectifying yeah. both girls mm-hmm. to be, you know, yeah. He's a Stepford wife curator. <laughs> I did get satisfaction, though, when Fez annihilated Nate. Fez is my favorite character. Yeah. And just because of I've I've known kids in that state that have to grow up way too soon mm-hmm. and have done things that grown men could not bring themselves to do mm-hmm. and I just have I have mad respect for that entire little family right there his grandma badass yeah bad ass I must say. It remind me of my mother in a lot of ways. I've been under the tutelage of many such women. So, uh, yes, it is wild. I, you know, yes, I've always seemed to uh, be around insane. I like, too, that they're getting into the parents' Mm -hmm. stories as well because... 
And that has a you lot to do with the way, yeah, from. yeah. And people, different things and the way things were like, how could it be different? Like, what would be different with stuff? And there are so many men today. Like, I think, you know, with Jules, uh, you know, being able to uh, have a natural way. I think that they do a great job of having a natural way of uh, showing the journey of a trans girl or even a, I'm sure eventually there will be a trans boy on there too at some point but to see um, her journey in general and the fact like uh, she's out doing dangerous behavior lying about her age but yet Creepo is videotaping him self you know yeah. and so did she know that oh he's gonna video her or is this all secret with the dad yeah it was all secret yeah Had that's the that's her? the threat that nate has holding over his dad's head right now correct and yeah. she's underage yeah but she told him so if he asked her and she said 22 and it's on the videotape what well, videotape? <laughs> oh my god! It's nineteen eighty-five. So apparent, yeah. Back in time. Oh dear God. So <laughs> the uh, anyway, I mean, it's just interesting that he, uh, you know, had to say. Yeah, I want to get in that character. And, and which kid know. was first? Was Nate first or second? Second, he's the baby, so he has that. <sighs> Obviously, the first son does not like his dad, and well, you know, for no, his dad but, doesn't like him. Just imagine, he did not want that at all, and he had to get married. Oh yeah, he's the resentful. He's the yeah. He's the child that you resent, and then Nate was the one that they wanted. Which child's the one you resent? What a mean-ass question. <laughs> That's what you just said. He's the child you resent. So I was just curious which one it was for you. Nate. <laughs> right? He's a shit. So, anyway. I know that I was so happy when Fez beat the shit out of him. Because oh. it, was, it was overdue. I wanted to see Ash, like, I didn't want to see Ash shoot him, because I think that's gross. I'm, cause, you know, I don't like all the, I'm just a panty waist now, I'm light. Oh, yeah, I don't like seeing all the violence and stuff either, but. Am I all children? I just think it's very desensitizing and it's so blah, but it would be fun to create it, so I just... I'm a horrible person. It would be so fun to work to do makeup and make stuff on a horror set because it's so gross. You get to use. I actually have a mutual friend you can talk to. That's what she does. To do that. That's exactly what she does. Are we trying to get her on the show? Yeah. That's what I thought. That's for another conversation. So (laughs) we had. We were going to talk about. Oh, you didn't want to talk about how 
there are people saying that trans women take over lesbian bars. That they're the reason they're closing them down? Yeah. yeah that's just kind of stupid, I think. But Okay, so disclaimer but are they turfy and uh, yeah neither one of First us are of qualified to discuss this but i do have my opinions about it um neither one of us are trans and neither one of us are lesbians but i know a lot of lesbians i like a lot of lesbians lesbians there's a lot of lesbians that are my friends um are trans women closing down lesbian bars no (laughs) like i don't that statement doesn't even make sense i can see that there i'm sure there are uh lesbians who you know are very upset that there's a trans female if they don't know well watching this cat black video her on her channel on her youtube channel I can see both sides of it, but there was a person saying that it is mostly the older lesbians that have a problem with trans women. And I'm not saying all, and I'm not, I'm not saying any of this is true. This is just another person's opinion. I mean, no, I, I can see that because did they say this- what the problem was that they were having with that? That trans women, some, were basically hitting on lesbians and lesbians not talking to them. And they were upset about that. Lesbians like pussy. (laughs) If you're not attracted to someone, first off, then you're not attracted to someone. You know, and it might be just a simple case as that. Regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, definitely. People are talking like a lesbian bar is this big old hub of money. Bars genuinely do not make a lot of money. The weekends that they do make, you know, the weekends that they do make money usually gets them through the rest of the week there. My parents used to run a bar. I know how very, very hard it is to run a bar, especially a niche bar. If you have a bar that let's say a lesbian bar we had a lesbian bar here in knoxville that was um very prosperous and had to close because of economic reasons here and that's the thing right there it's not necessarily that it's not that trans women are closing down lesbian bars it's economically niche bars cannot survive in this economy right now uh, well, yeah, that makes no sense. You, it would seem to me that you economically you would want as many people to come in to the space. So if they identify as, you know, a female, then I've said this before be about um, woman. I don't know BDSM clubs. What about and non-binary clubs? people that go to? lesbian like non-binary lesbians would they be upset if they were there no i don't i don't know i'm not a lesbian i know well (laughs) i'm just i i I would have a lot of questions but i guess this person just like wrote in or whatever um well it was a phone um 
interview. It was a phone interview with that. And it was just, it was women calling in to her show, yes. telling them their experience. Now, this was in New York City, so they probably have, there's a lot more lesbian bars in New York City than there is in East okay. Tennessee. Well, yeah. I mean, I heard several of the call-ins. I just, uh, I like that the girl was trans. What I found crazy, yeah, some of this, I, I think the problem that a lot of people were having were the people that maybe they hadn't uh, been on hormones long enough to really right that's where it comes into question whatever and some of them felt like it was just not really genuine with you know uh I don't. Who I don't, are we to judge, though, if somebody's right. experience is is genuine? But people it's, being hit on by mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. looked more masculine or had more mm-hmm. traits, or didn't say they may have been passable and didn't say that they had not had bottom surgery or whatever. I don't know if that mm-hmm. make a difference, but I mean, if I'm a hardcore lesbian, I don't want any pain. You know, mm-hmm. that's like. You putting your vag on, you know, a fully gay man or whatever who doesn't want anything to do with that at all. It, you know, it's rude. No matter conversation, it's just non-consensual. It's to just divide more people. I get, I get both sides of it though, because if. But there should be spaces that you can go see as. But Is I wouldn't want to go to a space that females are also turfs if they feel that they want a space that, you know, like Muslim women, for instance, that are practicing their religion. It would be horrible for them to be in a space with a transgender female who had not had bottom surgery. What's going to happen to them? For them, whatever their repercussions, if, you know, they feel that they have to tell their husband or if, who knows, people in abusive relationships, whatever. It's supposed to be very disgraceful. Okay. I mean. I, I guess I don't get what you're I saying. People who are devout uh, Muslim uh, in the hair salon, we had to put up dividers so that no male could even look at them so with the female space and that was like they were insistent about it like desperate about it so i don't know what would happen to them <laughs> but people that are if I, you're that i'm not sure about if, it not happening if you were at a if a practicing like at a bathhouse or anything like that like it takes me back to the california thing with the spa or whatever where the would person... a practicing Muslim woman be in a lesbian bar? No, in spaces yeah. that were designated all female whatever. I don't know. <laughs> like I feel like the people, the lesbians at this bar are just like negating, you know, if you're not natural born female or whatever Mm -hmm. like that you shouldn't be in that space at all 
So I'm trying to figure out if that is where turf, the turf comes from, like that term and that ideology, that thought process. And then my brain went to thinking of all the people that could have that type of thinking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying. I'm trying to dissect why the lesbian, why lesbians would in the LGBTQ plus community would be upset about trans women being in their spaces because they don't see them as women and they have a penis. Is that why? I wouldn't trust a place that didn't that excluded people just right. for that. But I also get what you're saying with. Are they excluding them because they haven't had bottom surgery and they still have penises and may still have penis brain? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't have a penis either. Yeah, I'm not. So I don't know what penis qualified for this. <laughs> but when you're looking at it in a business sense, it makes zero sense yes. to exclude anyone that is going to give you money for your services that is what i've said about bdsm and swinger clubs is that you you know it may be a little different now but you had to include pretty much everyone in order to make enough money to even pay for the space that you were in so it didn't make any sense you had to put those communities together within there yeah but i get too that you know Sometimes people just want their own space. They don't want dicks around. Right. I mean, what about dicks that don't want pussies around? Yeah. You know, there's that too. They, yeah. They they make sure that you're... Uh, I don't... I can't say not welcome, but... Make you feel very uncomfortable. Again, any community that started with any group of people can definitely make you feel you know excluded even when they tout that they're all inclusive it's very easy to do but you know what there's no solution to this i you know not economically anyway no, I mean, you can have a club or whatever. You just have a private club where people pay a dues or whatever, if that's what they're going to do. But then you do have to, you'll exclude people. You can't have all inclusionary everything all the time. Mm-hmm. And should you? It's very touchy. And I don't understand why do, mean, we just I, can't I all think like a, love each a other. bar, it's wild. But, I mean... Are les is that supposed to be a place clearly for hooking up to be able to shop? I mean, is that what you want for? Uh... One woman had said something interesting that she frequents a couple of lesbian bars, and one is more of a type of a, kind of like a sports bar kind of mm-hmm. thing, where you can go in and you can play pool and or darts or whatever, and it's very just kind of mm, community, you know, mm-hmm. driven. Just your basic lesbian hangout after work bar and then there's another bar um and i think that she said was called the cubby hole because it was that tiny and then that was more of the hookup bar that's where you went you know when you wanted to hook up with somebody that's the woman that was saying that she thought that it was older lesbians because she had had more 
she had seen more problems at the sports bar with trans women and them being excluded than they did at the hookup bar. Now, I have a theory about, you know, older lesbians have really had to fight to get to where they are and to be accepting of themselves Mm. in a climate that when they were younger, it just wasn't accepted for whatever reason in their world. You don't think that it's also the pair of... Uh, having gone through all the estrogen moods, life, all the things that it is being a female, much less being a lesbian female, through the whole everything that they're just kind of like, you know, you have had your damn private spaces forever. I'm glad you, you know, switch teams and everything, but... This is my spot, like anybody protecting territory, you know, like they don't find it valid. Like they have to pay. You're going to have to elaborate a little bit. And it's really not for me because I know exactly what you're talking about. But for our listeners, um, can I use an example like a Jenner as an example? Sure. We'll use Caitlin as an example. Okay. Just because she got woman of the year in okay. sports a year after transitioning I think that she's a, a special case because she has money correct and hasn't necessarily had the struggles that let's say a I don't want to say normal because not normal but just a median range trans woman you know with median range money has had to go through because yeah, I imagine Caitlyn Jenner didn't yeah. have a didn't have a problem with the cost of having any of their surgeries. Right. I mean, it's n- yeah. so not fair. Okay. The the yeah. unfairness disparity. Can you take the money part out of it? Ridiculous. When well, you talk about because a, the struggle is a struggle. It's still a struggle. You can't negate. Uh, watching it happen real time you Mm -hmm. know there is there is a struggle and having uh and I get that and I don't want to negate any of that and we kind of talked about this a little bit when Jasper was on our Mm -hmm. podcast but it's not a hate thing it's a trying to understand thing Mm -hmm. it's even the same like I didn't realize that jk rowling had written some crazy manifesto you know that's something totally different but it is i i hate that you're being shut down that you're not able to articulate as an older woman how it disturbs you that you're having people who should have figured this out you know what i'm saying or been able to most everyone that I know the struggle the going through as an older woman the struggles of being a woman throughout from, your whole throughout your whole life yes. through puberty on and then somebody in their late later stages of their life deciding that they want to be a woman and I get it I get 
It's I get okay. what you're saying. It's, uh, it would be, di- all right, just like um, but going back you to You were saying about the struggle, though. Right. Your struggle as a woman. They have struggle. Isn't the same struggle. Correct. They all, everybody has a different struggle. Mm-hmm. And so it's got to be very difficult. But, and it's not, I get that there's so many different personalities everything happens people are different they're have to's you know in in life so it's just the reason that I take Jenner is because at they may have been feeling this way their whole entire life but they definitely never demonstrated it at all which is interesting about the euphoria's dad's secret life maybe they couldn't correct i mean there are so many different things but to have it pop up overnight so you know is what it looks like from the outside which we're all outsiders to everyone else's story you know we might be bit players but you know we don't know can't feel what you're feeling or go through so nobody is trying to negate that but you also have a certain part of the patriarchy that'll use whatever to continue having their grip on the patriarchy and then being not even as a female as a cis gender I mean cis born female not even having achieved the quote tops of whatever the ceiling of successes mm-hmm. and then to have a person who has existed as a male it you know decide 30 40 50 years in and then go ahead and then take top prize mm-hmm. yet again you know they it's it's uh annoying at the very least. Yes. And you can't even voice it because therefore you negate every other trans experience out there. Right. And this is wrong because it doesn't mean a hate for trans people. It is, hey, you have to see this. It's like you've got to see just like people who need to realize when they're privileged in life. They need to realize that as well. And it seems as if it's just as misogynistic as when you identify it as a male. When in in these are this is the they that I will talk about a lot of times. Just like they as males who are misogynistic. Sometimes it comes off as being worse than dude who identifies as a man. Like, it's very Chad of you, even though you're not trying to be Cassidy, <laughs> you know, this is what I like. Can you blame Jenner for giving that, for getting that award when I feel like that award was given, you know, just because just because um it was a hot topic yeah. and you know it was the cool thing to do and it absolutely had no merit whatsoever what kind of slap in the face was it though to those women uh, agreed. who had worked their agreed. whole entire year you know yeah so uh you know and then uh stereotypes are the way they are for a reason so imagine 
the sports bar lesbians mm. being upset about this and having some animosity. You know, um, it. Uh, but it's not fair to put that on everyone's struggle, you know, or everyone's dis dysmorphia. Yeah, and you don't know where people are in their journey. And I think that that was the the point that this particular person was trying to make was you just didn't know where they were in their journey. They might have been comfortable enough in their journey to to go out the day after they decide I'm going to transition. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, like, and they should, yeah. I mean, and they should be able the to. Right to. Yeah. I do kind of, I don't, I rarely agree full 100% with Joe Rogan. There's a lot, you know, but, uh, I don't know who he had on there, but his guests have been on fire here lately. I just I'm not think about we Rogan. should have, first of all, I've always thought we needed more bathrooms either way. And I just think we should have uh, like family bathrooms and anyone can go in there that wants to go in there. That just means that a whole family can go in there if they need to. Or if you're an individual, you can go into the family bathroom if it's not occupied and go do what you need to do and have more private bathrooms or stalls or whatever maybe individual little stalls to just you know put a card in or whatever they want to you know you have an app and you and the door opens and you go and an app for everything why not yeah we gotta get to the chip man (laughs) i'm stopping you right there (laughs) stopping you but that's what I like with Euphoria with Jewel's storyline is because you get to see a person early in their journey that knew mm-hmm. what they wanted. You see it fit who they are or whatever. You see uh, the pain of the shots. I mean, her leg was tore up in the first episodes of But Euphoria. is that self-harm or... I mean, yes, it was, but I, I don't know if that was... her hormone injections, or did you think it was self-harm? You did? Just because mm-hmm. of the way that they... Um, when she went to the dominant daddy, mm-hmm. when she went to Nate's dad, and that whole scene before, um, and I just... I can say that I've had those experiences myself where I've met people in seedy hotel rooms that I was not 100% sure that I should be doing that. I knew I shouldn't be there, but mm-hmm. I needed something in that moment, something cathartic that only this person could give me at that time. And uh yeah, I I totally think that that was self-harm there. Well, now I'm But I could sadder. be wrong. I could be wrong because you say that about the injections. I'm like, well, you know, it wasn't the same spot. I don't know. I don't yeah, I mean, that's the great thing about this show, though, and that is that it's it gives something different to everybody, and everybody draws their own personal experience from it. Stuff they and, deal with or have dealt with, or yeah. yeah, or dealing with. It's it seems more realistic than I think people want to admit Mm -hmm. like and then i think the people that are really identifying it with it are like oh yeah this is Mm -hmm. 
this is part of this life or, you know, our life. It's honestly, those children are the children that we have raised. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's this generation. Yeah. So, and you're going to have a little bit of everything. And then I think that it's, you know, the, I mean, rude didn't, that was a lot of 14 for me not as bad with the drugs the drugs weren't the thing but the rebellion and the you know I mean I didn't do like what came first though the drugs drugs, or the rebellion because she started she really started doing drugs when her father was dying and she was you know stealing his medications and stuff Mm -hmm. just to get through the pain of all that that was going on right there yes i mean i experimented with everything it's having people older than me that i you know i hung out with older people all the time and because i looked older talked older that's what i like about you and me because i have the different i've totally different i did not i'm scared of drugs just because what i've seen it happened to my mom to other people in my family and i just mm, I'm terrified of taking anything prescription. Fortunately, I um, bottomed out and, you know, tried yeah. to kill myself and all that. So I I think all of the counseling and programs that I had helped to yeah. curb a lot of that, you know. But, I mean, I still, I did stuff. I had stopped, though, for a very, very long time, like I never experimented a lot but fortunately am not addicted to anything at this point except for caffeine and Rue's still got a struggle and she never said that she wanted to be clean well yeah and she's dealing with some difficult stuff I mean barbiturates and Mm -hmm. you know I mean the the heroin the fentanyl is very scary she may die before this is over with I mean you know it's very she's which she almost died starting out which that dynamic you know that was my sister so it also explains a lot of why we're not you know Mm -hmm. we don't get along as well (laughs) so (laughs) i get it and it's difficult i think that might be why she became a cop too maybe i've been re-watching baskets with Louis Anderson because he passed away yeah, last I need week. To watch it. Yeah, I just, I just love that character so much, and I just, I forget that Louis Anderson is a man. In that he just, it just nails it, and he based it after his own mother. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I think it's, I love it. I love that show so much, and I'm rewatching it again, really just for the parts that she's in and it but um she has a love interest mm-hmm. that is introduced in the second season and it's just it's just so fucking wholesome i just fucking love it i'm gonna have to watch it yeah yeah and that's another show too that where that galifianas mm-hmm. galifianakis as well that's that's a show that i really think that you could relate with because the christine baskets character is overweight but she has a skinny mother 
So you can really see how maybe maybe diet pills were pushed back, you know, in the 60s and 70s. And then having to deal with two overgrown, you know, man child Mm -hmm. that basically she cultivated and created by being the the mother that she was. I just Mm -hmm. it's a very interesting show to me. But I hate that Louis Anderson's gone. <laughs> but I had comedy to do the night that Louie passed. And I was like, all right, we're going to do this for you and Betty White. And it was a great night of comedy. So if you see. Did you put Bob in there too? Well, yeah and no. Because I love, I love Bob. But uh, he wasn't on my mind that day. I didn't want his comedy spirit. I wanted Louie. <laughs> so, uh, it was, I mean, it was, it was fun. And I'm looking forward to the shows coming up. Our Euphoria update. Yeah, we'll do a Euphoria <laughs> update. I'm worried about Ashtray, though. He's going to pop off and uh, it's going to be if terrible. If anything happens to Ashtray, I'm going to be pissed. I know. And I love that kid, too. It's weird. I do, too. I'm I would anxious be, to hear, I would hear run a little... halfway house probably. <laughs> so, you know, that's just, uh, I cannot, I cannot do it anymore. What you got coming up in the near future? Yeah, oh, I got a lot of stuff coming up. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a loop. So February 9th is, oh, the 4th. I may hijack your comedy karaoke. <laughs> do some jokes. You have that for sure coming up, but we'll talk about that when we get to you. February 9th, I'm going to be at Central Cinema doing some jokes there. And then the 11th, I'm going to be at Hexagon Brewery. And then the 12th, I'm going to be at uh, Tipsy's and then going over to watch a Connie Burrell show with Brown Sugar, which is... A ticketed show. I don't know if they have any more left. Uh, if you hear this, it's going to be lit. And that includes a meal, too. And then 14th. Then the 14th, I'll be doing um, Comedy Date Night, which is a masquerade on Market Square. And then I have some shows in March. So That's awesome. About them later, at a later date. <laughs> So yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be a fun time. Well, Braddy's Cathartic Karaoke will be back February fourth. It's a Friday night at seven o'clock at the Knox Pride Center. Seven o'clock. It's early enough for you can you can still hit the bars, or you can go home. Yeah, you know, and enjoy your, the rest do of your evening early and get yeah. home and do your thing. Yeah, it is BYOB and it's first Friday. Yeah, no liquor, please. But uh, it's gonna be a good time. We went out to karaoke last night at Core that has their karaoke nights on Wednesday, and uh, that was a good time. Shout out to my friend Tyron. Oh, cool! And that was a fun night too. And that's also an early eight o'clock. Sing oh, a couple nice. of songs. You can be home by ten. Know that? Yeah, that'll. Yeah. Definitely be a fun time. I usually do some comedy stuff on Wednesdays <laughs> at Scruffy City's open mic. So, but how cool for the karaoke too. Yeah. And uh, 
uh, other than that, I've just been working on a new number that I don't know where I'm going to showcase it because it's it's a floor number. You get on the floor, you dance, and uh, yeah. it's not necessarily an in-the-round number. But speaking of that, Geekgasm is coming to South Press oh, by fun. Salome Cabaret, and I believe that is March 26th. That that will... I won't be here. <laughs> you won't be here? No. Well, that's okay. I see. Yes. Saturday. Yeah. March 26th. And then you're going to do a show for Gab and Girl Time. That's a comedy show at the Pride Center on the 27th. All right. How exciting. My weekend will be full. Very full. So, uh, Mercy, who was a couple of weeks guest ago, uh, just had a birthday. And I stopped by her house and I gave her a little cake and little kisses and stuff. And her husband told me that he has listened to three episodes of her show and he very, very much enjoys it. He said that um, it's just like we're here just having a cup of coffee and we're just talking. And I said, well, that's what we wanted to do. (laughs) And he said it was very, very enjoyable. So... How nice. I wonder which ones he listened to. (laughs) He told me, he said he listened to his wife's. Of course. Yeah. And he listened to uh, John and Dustin's. Nice. He said that that was uh, quite something. I was like, (laughs) yeah, we're going to have them on again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and another one, I want to say it was Johnny Deep and Susie Q. And that one, I said, oh, Oh, well, yeah, yeah, you're getting the best stuff right there. All our best stuff. Go back yeah. and listen to some of our early stuff. No. I mean, that's yes. cool if they do. Yes. People should listen to all of it. Every single word. And then come back and be like, Gail, you are dumb as a post. And be like, sometimes I am. From the beginning, I told everyone, I have no idea what I'm even talking about. I just and enjoy And if you are gabbing. a listener and a devoted one and you like us and you want a button... Why don't you email us at gabandgirltime at gmail.com? Yeah. And you can find us on all the social medias under Gab and Girl Time. And I am Brady Von Beaverhausen on Instagram and uh, Bruce Tonkasouls on FET and TikTok. I think I've been shadow banned on TikTok here lately. So yeah, come and look at my stuff. It's cute. I think it's funny. Yeah, she does a lot of it. <laughs> I don't do as I'm much I'm trying to of be it. consistent. I know. I said I was going That's to. That's what I said I was going to do for 2021. I'm just like, why with this algorithm? <laughs> you got to figure out what you want to do and then just do that thing. You know? I just do whatever comes to mind. I'm too it's, eclectic. It's usually ideas. Yeah, I like yours. I'd just rather, I think, make things and do stuff. I don't know. I'm boring. I'm becoming. I think the funniest one is my bird's. One, I collect target birds or any kind of those little seasonal, cutesy little like five to six inch birds. Yeah. But I think. She's got a whole entire beautiful curio curio cabinet. I do. So my curio cabinet, and it's from Euphoria, but it's only had like 34 views. I, it, why? It's, it's freaking hilarious. They're too young. They don't get it. You're not calling people tater tot. Where is she? What happened to her? Did they delete her account? 
No, she's still on there. I thought. And she have to she's rebuild She's probably her not as popular. I mean, it's just flavor of the week. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everybody has their their flavor. moment in the TikToks. And then right now, the biggest thing is that filter that uh, you know that beard, bearded filter that makes you look like a dude. Yeah, and. Uh, all the young girls are doing like the podcast that these young men do and I think it's fucking hilarious rock on yeah do, do it. it yeah do it I love our little feminist girls yeah squash them so <laughs> I look pretty hot in that filter too right I look like a Carl but I'd do me <laughs> I'd for sure do me I was like y'all are y'all just got on this train you're like we've been bashing men since 2020 <laughs> I don't think I bash men I like them you know bash some of the behaviors yeah some of them are men. just yeah like ugh my my favorite are the girls that show you know their fat stacks cash from their foot pictures <laughs> and the I hate men are stupid and I don't <laughs> respect them. <laughs> That's basically, that goes through my mind. I don't know how many times a day. <laughs> That's where I am. This is on a permanent most, loop in most, your head Yes, yeah. something happens. Like that or don't be suspicious. <laughs> don't be suspicious. It's like I'm brainwashed. That's totally your aesthetic. I am MK Ultra brainwashed. I know this. <laughs> I don't know when it happened to me, but I actually, I don't have the notebook down here. I made notes about it. I know. I made a whole thing. Email us. Get a button. It'll be a bit. We want to thank you. <laughs> and you know what? We thank you so much for listening to Gabin Girl Time. Gabin Girl Time. Gabin Girl Time. Follow me on TikTok and on Instagram at Gabin Gale Time. Bing. <laughs>